Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the latest episode of Real Spill with Shine and Shane. This your boy Shine checking in one more time. I got my homeboy go to go to what's up, fam? Hold on, fam. Man, hump day. Yeah, man. Hump day, July 13th, 2022, man. Hope everybody making it through their week and everything going according to plan as much as possible. We got a lot of good videos to show today, man. We're going um, we're gonna talk about that Carnival Cruise brawl that happened up in New York. Um, I don't know if y'all paying attention, but the Nipsey Hustle trial is over now. We got a couple people who are real close that done did interviews out there. We're gonna watch a little bit of their interviews. That boy Stacy from back in um, what the name of that movie Stacy was in, man. You know Stacy, man. The, uh, we we'll, it'll come to you when we talk about him. The name DeAndre Bond. He he did a little interview, and then we're gonna end it up with some Charleston White, man. That but Charleston <laughs> White always saying something real funny for him, man. We're gonna go ahead and kick it off first though with the Carnival Cruise thing that went on, man. We're gonna hit the video. Carnival Cruise Bowl caught on camera broke out over alleged cheating passenger seat. Carnival Magic Passenger says nearly 60 people were involved in the melee. An all-out brawl that broke out between dozens of passengers aboard the Carnival Magic cruise ship was sparked over allegations of cheating while on the trip, according to an eyewitness passenger who shared video of the fight with Fox News Digital. Teresa James, who said she is a travel agent, told Fox News Digital that the fight started just before 2 a.m. on the ship's fifth floor, where a dance club and casino are located. An alleged threesome between passengers had upset their significant others when they learned of the rendezvous, according to James, who said she witnessed the fight from her door. Beer bottles were smashed, and a woman may have been cut during the chaos, James said. The brawl lasted about an hour, according to the travel agent. We're going to finish the video, but man, the fact that somebody had to find out about the rendezvous mean this threesome went wrong, but everybody told the note. Man, you gonna cheat on your old lady or your dude, and you got to stay on this ship with him. He wasn't involved. And took oh, the parties man. involved from the fifth floor to the ship's first floor, which James described as a huge distance. She said the altercation wasn't physical the whole time, and then estimated sixty people may have been involved. Everybody here. James credited Carnival and its security team for jumping in and bringing the situation under control. She described the guests involved in the fight as ignorant fools acting stupid and said the situation could have been worse if not for security. Of course. Security had to call in the Coast Guard to help escort the ship to shore, Man, according to the New York Times. Went on the cruise, the, lady, I was the ship arrived Tuesday morning by the Coast Guard. Waiting yeah. Carnival said the ship docked in Manhattan is scheduled. It's unclear if anyone was arrested or if New York or New Jersey authorities would handle it or another jurisdiction since it may have happened over international waters. Man, that's why, man, that is why. Uh, what you think about that, fam? I believe, man, some woman don't went with another female husband and had a threesome on her dude. That's, a, that's exactly how, I, that's the only way I can see it going yeah. down as well. And when dude find out the hit old lady that went over here and joined yeah, that, he, yeah, he, uh, he mad, man. I be mad. I done paid for you to come on that cruise, man. You, you nobody paid. You know he did. You nobody paid for her to go on that cruise today. You might not have gave me no ass yet. You right here. 
<laughs> but it won't fight otherwise. Yeah. But it won't fight, you know. Oh, and man. I can't blame one bit either, dog. Man, man. When when you agree to let me pay for you to go on this trip, you automatically agree to certain other things. And I ain't saying you agree to fuck me, but you agree to not fuck nobody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I, I at least expect that much out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I ain't saying you got to fuck me. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not one of those kind of dudes, but I would appreciate if you ain't fuck. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> he got, I got money in there. He got none. That nigga got a hell of a story to tell about his cruise trip, man. Oh, <laughs> man. Put a man Credit cards on the max. I done got there with all this trying to take this motherfucker out of here. I'm trying to seal the deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to move on to our next video, man. Our next video. It it pertains to this guy here. He had the, I, I think that he killed his roommate's girlfriend in 1992. Now since then he done grew to the ranks of becoming CEO of some tech company. I'm gonna let y'all check out the story real quick. Hold on, there we go. Did her own, um, whether it was in the classroom um, or us playing. Co-ed softball, co-ed basketball. Friends and family of Lori Houts have come together in the three decades since her death to remember her. She didn't get to meet my kids. She, um, I probably would have nieces and nephews now from her. Right now they're gathered to hear news that has them hopeful. New DNA evidence. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties, y'all. Give me a second. We're gonna get this thing right. She stood her own. There we go. Um, whether it was in the classroom. Um, or us playing co-ed softball, co-ed basketball. Friends and family of Lori Houts have come together in the three decades since her death to remember her. She didn't get to meet my kids. She, um, I probably would have nieces and nephews now from her. Right now they're gathered to hear news that has them hopeful. New DNA evidence that's led to the arrest of 58-year-old John Kevin Woodward for murdering Lori. And we sent out our investigators to New York to arrest him when he got off the airplane. Woodward lives in the Netherlands. The Santa Clara County mm. District Attorney's Office got a heads up. Woodward would be flying into New York. He was in a New York jail shortly after. Investigators say Lori. I know he wish he had stayed in the Netherlands. When yeah. she was killed. And we believe that he was romantically interested in the yeah. roommate, and therefore we believe that he killed the Lori roommate. to essentially remove her from that love triangle. Woodward was first arrested that year in connection to Lori's death. That trial resulted in a hung jury. Oh, we got to play that back. We got to play that back. We're going to come. to Lori's death. That trial resulted in a hung jury. Remove her from that love triangle. Hello, y'all. We got to play it back for you. believe that he was romantically interested in the roommate, and therefore we believe that he killed Lori to essentially remove her from that love triangle. Yeah, man, he, he was in love with the dude, and he figured that he get rid of the hook. Man, that what these people had going on, man. That what these people had going on. That right, that was a complete 
That throw me out. Throw me out. I didn't see that coming, fam. Now, him killing the girlfriend because something happened between them or something. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting to be that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? But he tried to get her out the way so he could get clothed. And that was 1992, man. That was, you know, back in them days, we just couldn't keep it all in 100. It just wasn't as, as out there as it is now, man. Boy, I tell you true, boy. That right there, that story, that boy, that gave me a little bang for my buck right there, boy. I ain't even know I couldn't get that much out of that story. Y'all, hold on, we finna move on to the third story. Now, the third story, like I said earlier, you know, Nipsey Hussle murder trial has been taking place. Right. Boy was found guilty on all counts and everything, and more than likely he gonna spend the rest of his life in prison. Now, a guy from L.A. named Brick Baby. From what I've been listening to on YouTube and Instagram and, and things like that, what I what I've been hearing is that he knew Nipsey as well, and he also knew Eric Holder. Mm. He did an interview that we ain't gonna play today where he said that Eric Holder lived with him. You know, so he knew him pretty well. Now, at the time of Nipsey's demise, this dude that we're gonna listen to was locked up. So. I guess it was kind of like the dog was off the leash or whatever. He was out there without anybody telling him what to do or anything. I don't know. But <clears throat> the other guy who's interviewing is a guy that was really cool with Nipsey. He was actually there at the time when Nipsey was shot. So we're going to hear from both of them real quick. Let's see. Get this right. Move on over here. How we get here is my nigga, Cowboy, cuz, is my boy. Like, you get what I'm saying? You are, like, I grew up in juvenile hall rapping your shit in jail while I was a kid. Like, nigga, I was like, damn. Because the phonies who didn't know me, but show Leanne love for the homies. Like, that's some shit that we all used to rap in jail. Him and my, uh, my homie died, cuz. But, uh, yeah, like, nigga, we all looked up to Kev Mack. Like, you know what I'm saying? The hood was hurt when cuz started smoking. Cuz Nipsey went and got his big homie back, made sure that he got off crack and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a real homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I get where you're coming from with the Eric. Everybody on the Eric. At, at the end of the day, you knew that was my boy. So it's like, cuz, you did some shit to a nigga you know was my boy, you my boy, cuz. So it's, at the end of the day, it's certain aspects because you didn't have to flip the homie over some shit that he, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real. You get what I'm saying? But under no circumstance, cuz, do any nigga that's up under our umbrella help the eight police anything that they doing it's like and then niggas gonna flip it and say oh big you big you big you with with, with the grid shit why you ain't address that let me say this and i'm gonna leave it here i ain't read all them damn papers that's going on right every person how can i say this i ain't trying to I ain't trying to feel nothing and I ain't trying to speak on my big bro like that. It either it ain't nothing wrong with what I'm saying. Uh he'll be less of a leader 
if someone was offering some money to put some money in the hood for to develop the hood and the youth after you done did everything you do this is how you paying back the hood now the confidential informant shit everybody has the right to face their accuser so if he out here telling on everybody that's going to jail then nigga at their trial you got to put that man on the stand you only can be a confidential informant until the trial so i doubt all of that shit is going on i don't believe it you know what i'm saying uh so motherfuckers keep on saying why you on the dress oh man i don't think so it, now you gonna let another motherfucker from somewhere else go get the gang intervention money that's in your area You'll be less of a leader not to take the money and sprinkle the money. And then who else but the nigga who got the football team and got this going and he already got developing options and all that. And motherfuckers have to go to school to even get in that program. You get what I'm saying? Like, if motherfuckers I ain't read all the other shit. I, it takes a whole community to make the grid shit. These niggas, but so... <clears throat> What I'm understanding that man to have said just then, beneath all the slang and everything, what I'm understanding the man said is, no matter what nobody do to you, under no circumstances are you allowed to help the police in solving their cases. If you know the nigga who shot your mom, you can't tell the police who it is. You got to go do it yourself. So you do the time instead of that person there doing the time. That's what I understand him to be saying. If you know the person who done hurt somebody close to you, he ain't supposed to do no time. You got to go kill him and you do the time. Why? But this new generation, boy, I tell you. Nah, nah that boy Cowboy, Cowboy came back. Cowboy had a arm. Um, I think he went on Instagram live or something. He went on right. something live and addressed this situation. We're going to pull it up. Well, these niggas and they, and they definitions are real. That's my new neighbor. Was Nip close to Brick Baby? I've been from 60 for a long time. I... I I, I, I don't even know who Brick Baby is, you know, to be honest, but uh, y'all y'all let me know, you know what I mean, cuz hood or whatever, cuz I don't, shit, what's cuz with hood name, I don't, y'all niggas tell me, uh, somebody mentioned cuz name about my name in his mouth or whatever, but uh, allegedly cuz is from 60, I know where I'm from, that nigga said it must be two side. Tell <laughs> me so. Leave it at that. I know where I'm from. I know where I'm at. Yeah. 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 Well, that nigga look grown as hell to be out there, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Now, he also did an interview that we fit to play part of it, but he was detailing what happened when Nipsey got killed. I to play this right here. So he shakes everyone's hand, Eric leaves, and you just start kind of going around in the area, I guess, eating your food. and. Well, no, you got to realize, so this is where they get it twisted, like I'm in the window looking or whatever. No, you walking through the marathon store, start going through the marathon store. That's one door. Then you go to the counter, behind the counter, there's another door. 
So then you go in this storeroom where all the clothes are. Then you go through that door. That's where the break room is. So I'm in the break room. Eat, eat my food. So gunshots crack off. Okay. There's no reason for me to duck. I'm in the break room. There's a big metal. There's a, if you hear some gunshots crack right now outside, you're not, you might. There's no reason for you to duck. So uh, I'm in there, hear gunshots crack. Immediately, nip outside. I break out of there. So I, out of one door, second door, third door. I'm the first dude to nip. Okay, so you run out into the, the parking lot, and you see Nip, Nipsey lying in a pool of blood? Not in a pool of blood. I see Nip lying, and I see the whole parking lot laying on the ground. And I see people scattering and running. Right, because there's two other victims also. Well, I didn't even see them. I went straight to Nip. And, and, and after it was all said and done, I felt bad. Like, damn, I didn't even see these two. I never even seen cousin Carrie. I never even seen him. Never. I just I was focused on them. I yeah. still never saw until Nip was getting into the ambulance. I never even knew there was two other people. Okay, and you're the first person that basically gets over Nip's body. Yeah. How is he reacting to what just happened? Uh, he just uh, keep trying to get up. He kept trying to get up. You know, if you're breathing and trying to get up, he had like a hole right here. So I, I put up. I had my hand right here. And I was covering right here, and I was praying for him. And, you know, like, just breathe, bro. Take it easy. Take it easy. Just breathe. Just breathe. And he was breathing. He was, he, he was breathing, you know. Uh, and he kept just trying to get up. He kept fighting. He just kept fighting. You can just tell he kept fighting. I mean, here you are trying to cover up your friend's bullet holes as just pandemonium. And you don't even know if the shooter, you don't even know who the shooter is at this exactly, point. Exactly. So you're, you're in danger yourself on top of it. it it's like... If I could have seen the shooter, if I could have been in the window and seen the shooter, then there's no need for me to run the nip. I would run straight after the shooter because I figured he out of shells now. He didn't did what he had to do. If I so it would have been better if I could have seen. It'd been better if I could have been at the, if I could have seen and then I didn't. So you gotta realize when I run out, I see everybody scatter. I even see a shitty cut scattering and going, but I don't know what he done did. I ain't I all I see yeah, is man, my nigga cut. on the ground. First thing I see is my nigga on the ground. I wish I could have seen it actually happen because then I know to go straight after the nigga that shot because you ain't got no more bullets, nigga. I'm on your ass. You feel me? I'm what if he say one? That's sad, though, man. R.I.P. Nip, man. We're going to keep moving on with the show. Uh, he also did an interview with DeAndre Bond, man. We you going to remember who Stacey is off the wire, man. Check the dude out. He look like his head too big for his neck. Man, well, you know, um, yeah, man, I knew I believe, you were gonna know it when you see him. Well, actually, yeah, I don't think Vlad covered this last time, but you actually got shot three times being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I got shot three times in one incident. Oh my gosh, yeah, so I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, I had on the wrong colors. No way, yeah, and <laughs> no way. Jumped out, chased me down, <laughs> turned around, and before I could say I don't bang or something like that, or what's going on, man, what's happening? La, 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 la. Everything slowed down. I'm counting the shells coming out the side of the gun. And I didn't even know I was hit until it went one hit me and it knocked me off my 
feet. Oh my God. And when it knocked me off my feet, a voice said, play dead. So I played dead, but I still looked. <laughs> yeah, that shit was working good. Turn around and ran. I didn't know I was shot. I didn't feel the shot till afterwards. And it burned like hell, and it was so many bullet holes right behind me. Like angels, God Almighty had my back. And I was shot like twice in the calf, oh once in the thigh, one went under my my private. Had a Hold on, man. That was my four, five bullets right there. Yeah, first time he said he got shot three times. I thought he was bullet, man. So I had that bullet in me around 13, 14 years before it oh my came God. out. I was crazy. <laughs> it it been in my body. But it started coming to the surface after uh, years more and more and more. Then I could feel it. Then you start sitting down on the toilet and you sit on that motherfucking and it hurt. And then it finally came out. Does it protrude through the skin? It came out on its own. And while it was coming out, it was building scar tissue, I guess you could say, under it. So when it did come out, it wasn't no blood. It wasn't no. It was already basically healed from the inside out. Yeah, and I kept the bullet. That nigga Superman died. He had to go to the hospital and then to get that bullet out. Boy, that, that nigga tough, boy. God We're going to finish our show, man, my homeboy, man. I wish I knew this nigga in real life, boy. God damn. Charles and White were the funniest cats in the world to me. You know what I'm saying? He be speaking the real, though, God damn. I'm going to throw him on real quick. This interview he did on Big Fat back in February. Uh, when I came to the internet, uh, I had just transitioned from from uh, a life of crime, right? Being submerged in the criminal elements of our society, uh, as most young black men are during their 20s, trying to find an identity, right? So when I started having children, my, when I had my son around like 26, 27, uh, maturity playing a part, right? Brain development uh, plays a part at this at this time in life. So I'm trying to do something different, homie. Give my son something uh, that that I never had. So I'm thinking, man, well, how do you be a good father? Because everybody say, we need a good father. Man, I don't know nothing about no good father. Well, shit, I don't even know nothing about being no bad father. I just want to be here. Well, in order for me to be here, I mean, I can't go to jail. I can't go to prison. So my ultimate goal in life was just to be present for my son. And so that means I was willing to be a whole-ass nigga. So when you lead the homies... To not want to do the things the homies do, then sometimes you, they call you a whole ass nigga. When you start changing, your partner, man, you acting different. You done got with an old girl, nigga, you acting like, so I was willing to be that, to be present. If we riding in the car, nigga, you sell dope and I don't, and you got dope on you. And it's a question of who dope this is. I'm willing to say that's his dope. <laughs> 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 so I was willing to be all the things that we don't want to be in the hood, homie, so I can be present in, so, in my so, children's life. So, so that started the, the the massive debate that includes Charleston White, which is, you, I think your quote, and correct me if the quote is wrong, uh, it's the difference between snitching and setting shit straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, uh, I, I wanted to be uh uh I wanted to be better, homie. So in order to be better, if we're in a situation, homie, we got to get this shit straight.
But you be saying the police ass oh, shit. Oh, well, well, uh, I'm a citizen now, so I'm a police ass nigga. See, at that time, I was transitioning. You talking about my son, 18. So you talking about 18 years later now, nigga, I'm a police ass nigga. I go vote. Nigga, I'm, I, I'm literally an election judge. Last nigga to turn the votes in during the election. Nigga, you goddamn right I'm a police ass nigga. Now I'm grown. I'm 40. I can't see being in jail at 50 for nothing. No, no, man, I tell them everybody not to go to jail right now. Are you serious? Man, I'm 44 years old. You don't let niggas out no more soon. When niggas go to jail now, you come home later. No, no, man, yeah, I tell them anybody get out so, of jail. So your logic behind, quote, unquote, setting the record straight is that you don't want to be in jail at 50. I ain't going to be. So I, I, ain't, no, I ain't doing nothing to so you. You know, you been, right. I mean, because I just studied on your shit last night. A lot of shit. It, you be saying a lot of shit that resonate to what's going on. I'm going to give you that. And I'm but the delivery, that. yeah, the delivery it's of it fucked up. is yeah. fucked up. Y'all don't say nothing to the rapper. <laughs> that's about to end our show man and I'm gonna elaborate on that a little bit what he was finna say about that like he's right they'll let a rapper get away with saying anything everything some of the most outlandish shit yeah. in the world a rapper ain't got no kind of remorse of what he say he can kill 72 people rape 13 bitches and that everything okay bitches jamming to it long mm-hmm. they got a night beat but as soon as somebody like Kevin Samuel or Charles and White just sit down and just try to tell you some shit that's going to help better your goddamn life. And if you do something, now nah, he too harsh. His delivery too rough. Now nah, I need somebody to pet me. I need somebody to say it gentle to me. But you don't be asking nobody else to be gentle with you when they say it. But, man, we done did it again, man. We done gave the people a whole lot of entertainment, man. You got something to say to them before we get up out of here? Get ready to join this Wednesday. It's raining Wednesday. Yeah, man, it's a rainy wind today. I am, man. I hope everybody enjoyed themselves. You know what I'm saying? Look forward to the rest of the week. God bless all of y'all, man. We out, y'all. Yeah.